morning. Serious, serious thought today. Turning your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, and verse number 47. That's where we'll bring the message today. Matthew 13 and verse 47. If you would, I ask you to please stand for the reverence of the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message. Boys, please make sure all of this is on tape this morning, okay? Matthew chapter 13, verse 47. Again, I hope and pray that we have no distractions this morning. We want you to understand and realize what the Lord's burned upon our heart. Jesus here is speaking in Matthew 13 and verse 47. He says again, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world, the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we can already say that it's been good to be in the house of worship this morning. God, I just want to do your will. Lord, I believe you've appointed me for this morning, for this hour, for this message. And God, I pray that you would please anoint us afresh and new. God, I pray that you would pour all upon us from heaven, from the top of the head to the soles of our feet. I pray, dear Jesus, you'd loose this tongue and let it go. God, that we may explain the horrors of that place called hell. Lord, I praise you, give you glory and honor for all that you do for us this morning. And most of all, dear God, if there's one here lost and undone, Lord, I pray you'd save them for it's too late. God, I pray if there's one here that's backslidden on you, not as close as they should be, uh, Lord, that they'd make their way to this altar. Dear God, and make things right with thee. Lord, maybe some here today will accept the challenge of being a better witness better spokesperson for that celestial city called heaven. Lord, we'll sure give you thanks for all that you do. Bow our unworthy heads and say we're so grateful for you. In Jesus' name we humbly ask and pray. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. As I went about my duties this week, I had the privilege and the opportunity of witnessing to several people as we normally try to do on a daily basis, whether it be in the confines of the hospitals or whether it be uh, uh, in a store or whether it be at a restaurant or wherever it may be, you, you try to get into a habit, if you would, of uh, trying to uh, be a witness for Christ and, and tell others about uh, uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. This past Wednesday night, we preached a message on prayer and I believe a lot of people got closer to God due to that message. And I know I did, just preparing and studying for it. And 
uh, I began to pray and ask the Lord and seek God's will about Wednesday's message early in the week and then today's message. And I kept coming back to Dr. Percy Ray and the message that he preached back in the 1970s, one of the most uh, well-known Dustin Baptist evangelists in the nation, maybe even in the world. Uh, was Dr. Percy Ray, and he moderated the uh, Myrtle, Mississippi camp meeting. And uh, he preached a message down there uh, on hell. He preached on the red light of hell, and he was trying to throw up a red light. And I, I was talking to uh, preacher Bob McCurry about that message, and he was actually in the congregation when... Dr. Percy Ray preached that message. Uh, uh, it wasn't the one that he preached down in Mississippi, but it was in another area uh, of the country of where he heard it. He, he said the Dr. Percy Ray walked across the, the sanctuary preaching that message and, and had a red handkerchief laying upon his head. Uh, trying to be a red light. Trying to stop people uh, from going to a place called hell. And that message has just kept ringing out and ringing out in my ears. And, and I'm not going to preach that message this morning. I, I couldn't do it justice if I wanted to. Uh, but I want to preach a little bit on the horrors of hell. Uh, and then I'm going to take you back here toward the end of the service. Back into the 1970s uh, of Dr. Percy Ray preaching a message called the red light of hell. I went through that message. It was over an hour long. I cut out about ten minutes uh, of that sermon that I want to end this service with today, uh, here in just a little while. And it was amazing to me uh, of how the man of God uh, uh, relayed uh, the message of hell to the people and how hot uh, uh, it got inside that tabernacle in which he was preaching. Uh, and what I mean by is this. You'll hear on the end of that tape uh, people screaming uh, out unto God. You'll hear them running to an altar of prayer in fear that they were going to die and go to a devil's hell. Folks, I'm here to tell you, hell is real. It is a real place. And as I began to start my work week and as I began to go into the hospitals and, and to the places of door to door to just uh, witness to people and ask them about their salvation experience uh, it, uh, and most had none let me put it that way this week and I believe that's the way God brought this message together I believe this is the way God uh, burned it into my heart brother Damon I, I, I really believe we're doing the will of God this morning uh, uh, but I began to talk to people and I began to hear these types of excuses uh, they said oh preacher I don't think a loving God would ever send me to hell my response was, nope, God's not going to send you there. You're going to send yourself there. You've got a free will to choose or whether you're going to heaven or whether you're going to go to hell. You need to make up your mind this morning where you're going. Amen. It, hell is real. Hell is just as real as heaven. And I had one to say, I said, where are you going when you die? They said, they're going to push me in a hole. I said, what's going to happen after they push you in a hole? What's going to happen with your soul? My soul's going to be pushed into a hole too. I said, well, now listen, if you're talking about some type of purgatory, if you're talking about believing in some type of purgatory, let me ask you this. If that is true, but which way I think it's not, uh, if that is true, where are you going after that? Heaven or hell? He said, I guess. That's what he said. I guess. 
And I talked to one individual. I said, hey, are you a Christian? Have you been born again? And they said, no, listen, don't be talking to me about that stuff. I don't want to hear nothing about God. I don't want to hear nothing about Jesus. I don't want to hear nothing about the Holy Spirit. I don't want none of that stuff. I said, well, okay, I'll make it, I, can I talk to you if I'm, you make the exception that I don't talk to you about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit? He said, sure, you can talk to me. I said, okay, how are you going to miss hell? I don't want you to die and go to hell. You're going to die and go to a devil's hell. Your heart's not right. Didn't mention God, didn't mention Jesus, didn't mention the Holy Spirit. But by the time I left his home, I let him know that hell was going to be his home unless his heart was changed by the mercies and graces of God. And I began to talk to another individual and I witnessed to them about the Lord and about Jesus and about how He died on the cross of Calvary and about how the Lord will bless them and save them and make them a place in heaven where they can avoid hell and miss that place of torment. And... uh, as I began to talk to them, they said, well, that'll be all right. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it. I said, sir, do you not understand that eternity is forever? You're going to give up the few years that you have here on this earth to burn forever and ever in a devil's hell? You're going to give that up? You're going to give it up this day to live the way you want to, to to go to die and go to hell. And the man said, Well, you know what, preacher? When I die and I go to hell, and that's where I'm headed. He said, When I get there, I'll burn up and it'll be over with. I'll be gone. I said, no, sir, that is not true. Hell is forever and hell is everlasting. Hell is for eternity. It is forever and ever and ever and ever. A place where the worm dieth not. A place where the fire is never quenched. A place where there is no escape, no matter what. And he still refused to accept the fact that there was a real and literal burning hell. And I think that uh, uh, Dr. Percy Ray related that message so well is because uh, uh, he let the people know and understand uh, the horrors uh, that are in that place called hell. And that's what we want to preach to you just for a little while is on the horrors uh, of hell. First of all, let me say that hell will be a horror because of its inhabitants. In other words, uh, those people that are there. The Bible tells us the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. The nations who forget God are going to be cast into eternal damnation. Folks, I'm here to tell you, I hope and pray. Listen, we've already begun to turn our back on the nation of Israel. I hope that we never as a nation turn our back on God. But I'm not sure that we already haven't done so. Oh, we should be getting closer to God and not farther away from God. The nations who forget God will be there. The wicked, unregenerate Christ rejecters will be there. The Bible tells us in Revelation 21 and 8, But the fearful, the unbelieving, and abominable, and murderers, and harmongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all, listen to this, all liars. 
shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Let me pull that out right there. He said, all liars. He, what do you mean, preacher? I mean this, by the authority of God's Word. I believe if you're saved, you ain't going to go around telling lies about stuff. Amen. Hey, listen, if you got the living God inside of you, you don't have to lie about nothing. Don't lie about it. God said hell's going to be your home if you're a liar today. You ought to repent. Get your heart right with God. Don't have to lie about it. Be truthful about it. Have you ever noticed when people tell a lie, they have to tell another one to cover that up and another one to cover that up and another one to cover that up. And by the time they get ten lies down the road, they don't, they don't even remember the first lie they told. I've always said it this way, Max, and I believe it to be truth today. Now, this is tautology. If a man will lie to me, I believe he'll steal from me. How many believe that today? Every chance he gets, he'll steal from you. The Bible also says the angels who sinned will be there. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them unto chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment. Uh, the devil, the beast, and the false prophets will be there. Uh, the ones whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life will be there. Mark my words, uh, those ones uh, whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life will be there. Uh, in other words, before... Before you leave this building today, if you want to miss hell, you better make sure that your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Matthew 25 and 41, Then shall he say unto them onto the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire. He didn't say it was going to be a temporary fire. He didn't say it was going to be a little bitty fire. He said it was going to be an everlasting fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. Now that tells me one great thing today. Hell was not specifically prepared for you and I. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. But because of our rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we can also end up in that place of torment uh, if we don't accept Him uh, for who He is today. Hell will be a horror because of who's there, the inhabitants of it. But number two, hell will be a horror because uh, of the temperature there. Hell will be a fire, place of fire and brimstone according to Revelations chapter 19 and verse 20. Hell will be filled with a literal burning fire according to Matthew 5, 22 and then chapter 18 and verse 9. Hell will have fire that shall never be quenched. A place where the worm dieth not. Mark chapter 9 and verse 44. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. For that fellow that said that that burn, that, that you're just gonna burn up and it's going to be all over with. Uh, the Bible says the fire is never quenched. Uh, in other words, you're never consumed. Uh, a place where the worm uh, dieth not. Uh, in other words, can you imagine a big old worm uh, uh, chewing on your body as you're burning in the flames of hell uh, and that worm continues to eat at you and continues to get you and continues to suck you in but it never consumes you. All you can feel is the fires of hell. All you can feel uh, uh, is the worm uh, gnawing on your body uh, and there's nothing but pain. There's nothing but uh, burning. Uh, you can smell the smoke uh, of the flesh burning, but you're never consumed. That's what I'm speaking of this morning. Hell is real. 
I began to think, I said, well, how did Dr. Percy Ray get that response in the pews? And I'm, that's not what I'm after today. I don't have a thing to do with what you do in the pew this morning. But I remember back at the old Converse Free Will Baptist Church before we moved over here to this nice place. I remember people running to an altar of prayer during the preaching. Brother David, you remember it? I'd be preaching behind the podium and God get a hold of somebody's heart. They run to the altar during the preaching. It's open all the time. Amen. Don't think because we got a nice building and beautiful facilities that you have to get all dignified when it comes to God. Amen. Amen. We don't have to be. I don't, I don't believe God's looking at the dignification of the building. He's looking at your soul and how you respond to the message. I can't. I've told preacher boys this all my life. And I know Damon remember me telling him this. It's not our duty of what the response is in the pew. Our duty is to deliver the mail. It's your duty to open it up. Horrors. Horrors. The horrors of hell. Place where the fire is never quenched. Number three, hell will be a horror because of the activities there. The Bible says there'll be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 42. The Bible says this, and she shall cast them into a furnace of fire. For those people that think that God is so good to them and a loving God that He won't cast you in the fire, won't put you in hell. Well, here in the scripture says, He shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Wailing, they're going to be screaming and they're going to be hollering for mercy and gnashing of teeth, meaning they're going to be grinding their teeth and they're going to be grinding their teeth trying to get some relief. But according to Luke chapter 16, there is going to be no relief. You can beg for a drop of water and never get the drop of water. My, my. There'll be shame and contempt in hell. There'll be a thirst that never shall be quenched. In hell, there'll be an unsoothable sorrow in that place called hell. There'll be no rest in that place called hell for those that think that they're going to just go down there and have a party with the devil and his angels. Let me tell you what Revelations chapter 14 and verse 11 says. It says, And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night. Who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark in his name. Folks, I'm here to tell you, I'm glad I'm going to heaven today where I can be finding a place of rest when I die. When I lay this whole body down and God or God calls us home if it's before then. My friend, by the way of the rapture, I'm glad I'm going to find rest at the foot of my King and at the foot of my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hell is real. Heaven is real too. Be careful of the horrors of hell. Unsoothable sorrow. A place where there'll be no rest. There'll be a continual torment in that place. Again, Revelation chapter 20 and verse number 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophets are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. There is no burning up. There is I'll get over hell. It's forever. I don't know about you, but I, I, I got in there the other day and I, we had some french fries up over in the, in the oven. And I opened that oven up 425 degrees and the first thing I done was stick my head in there. Thought it about singed my eyebrows. 
I've done this. Whoa. How many of you ever been burnt? How many knows that it don't feel good? How would, you be, how would you like standing in a fiery furnace with flames all the way around you and trying to consume you, yet you can't never die? That's hell. That's hell. That's hell. There'll be a continual torment. Number four, the ones that die and go to hell, it's going to be a horror because he'll have his memory. There'll be a memory of God's love. There'll be times uh, when those people in hell, even to this day, I guarantee you, John 3.16 is roaming through their mind. For God so loved the world. God so loved the world. You mean God died for me? Yeah, He died for you. But what about those that are saying, You mean God died for me? Why didn't my neighbor that goes to church every Sunday tell me? Why didn't my friend tell me? They said they were a Christian. Why didn't they tell me I was going to die and go to hell? They'll have their memory. There'll be a memory of gospel sermons. If you die today or in the future, and if you end up in a place called hell, this sermon will ring out in your mind and in your ears for eternity. You'll remember... Preacher Todd Black talking about the horrors of that place called hell. There'll be the memory of invitations to receive Christ in which you rejected. Those people, folks, I listen, I have seen people that have been sitting behind a pew for many, many years. I even witnessed to one and talked to one in my former pastorate. He sat on the pew some 40 years and turned his back on God every service during invitation time and said no to God for 40 years. Lost. Dead today. As far as we know in a place called hell. Forty years. He's down there remembering the invitations after invitations for forty years that he kept rejecting God. He kept rejecting God. Kept turning God down. No! I don't want you, son. I don't want to be saved. I just want to die and go to hell. And he's there today regretting those words. There'll be a memory of those gospel sermons. A memory of the invitation Memory of other unsaved loved ones. Remember over in Luke chapter 16? That rich man lifted up his eyes in hell. Send Moses. Send somebody. If you'll send them from the dead to witness to my brothers, surely they'll come to know Christ as Savior. Father Abraham said, listen, if they wouldn't listen to the prophets, they ain't going to listen to one risen from the dead. What about that kind of memory in a place that's called hell? There'll be a memory that all hope is gone. There'll be a memory that you'll never escape from this place called hell. Hell will also, fifthly, be a horror because it will be forever. The Bible says that hell has enlarged itself to hold a multitude that will be there. Hell has no exits. In which those people that are inhabited there can escape. Hell is everlasting in its duration. I want to take you back 
to the 1970s. I'm going to take you back to a time and a place where this dear man of God who's done gone on to be with the Lord preached this message called the red light of hell. It's not the message that I preached to you this morning. It's his message. It's a great message. Can't play its entirety to you. If you want the entirety, you let me know. I'll make sure I get it in your hands somehow or another. It was over an hour long. First, you're going to hear Dr. Percy Ray read Scripture out of Luke chapter 16. You're going to hear excerpts from the sermon all the way through it. And then at the end, once it gets down to the last two or three minutes, as the man of God is preaching his message, Dusty, you're going to hear people screaming out unto God. You're going to hear people crying out to the Lord that they need to be they need to be saved. And I went back and done some research on that sermon. And the, some of the people that were in that uh, uh, um, tabernacle, that day listen to that message they gave witness and gave testimony of those people that got saved and they, they wrote it down it's in the books they said look here that place it felt like hell was real it was like God opened up hell and people looked in and it was hot and it, my friends it was just a, a terrible they, they began to see their feet hanging over this place called hell they began to feel the flames up under their feet knowing that their heart was not right with God and if they died they were going to die and go to hell and they began to cry out unto God and scream unto God and then Percy Ray began to preach he said stop sinner stop stop sinner stop stop sinner stop in other words he wasn't trying to stop them from coming to an altar of prayer he's trying to stop them from going to a devil's hell he'd say judgment of God judgment of God hellfire hellfire you don't want to go there judgment of God Love of God. He wants to save you. Stop, sinner, stop. Stop, sinner, stop. Listen to it as we take you back to the 1970s. Sister, y'all be ready with a piano. This is going to be about 10 minutes long. Please bear with me. Listen closely. Listen, it it was off of a cassette tape in 1970-something. So you're going to have to listen closely. But you'll be able to understand what's going on. We're going to play just as I am here just a little bit. Give you an invitation. You may be lost, need to be saved today. God will save you, keep you from a devil's hell. You may be backslidden on God a hundred miles from Him. You need to get back in with it. You don't stand before God in a backslidden situation. I don't know what the future will hold for you, but I'd be afraid to stand before Him. Amen? Listen, maybe you want to be a better witness. Look, we've dropped the ball somewhere. If nobody knows the realities of hell, we have dropped the ball as Christian people. If they don't know that hell is real... Listen to Dr. Percy Ray. That rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Black which was laid at his gate full of swords and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sword. It came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the eagle into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. See if Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus and they dip the tip of his finger in water. Cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime 
Receive us found good things, and likewise lads of evil things. But now he is coming. Thou art coming. And beside all of this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. And he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would sing into my father's house by five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. He said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. He said unto him, if they hear not most from the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Beginning with the 19th verse, reading it correctly read, through verse 31 of the 16th chapter of the book of Luke. When I am 17, that we can turn into hell, Matthew 25, 46, these shall go away into everlasting punishment. Who are these? These who've ignored the cross. These who trampled on the foot the love of God. The blood of Christ, he said over in the book of Moses, I mean over the book of Hebrews, he said because of the law of Moses, man died because of two or three witnesses. Of how much more punishment suppose ye of those who have done this fight in the stead of grace, and trampled on the foot of the Son of God and the Holy God. So my friends, if you ignore the cross, if you ignore the shed blood, if you ignore the fact of Jesus Christ, then you'll be found guilty when you're judged. And your punishment will be an eternal punishment. It's an everlasting punishment. It's forever in hell. God said it's a place of everlasting punishment. Jesus said it was. He said it's a place where the worms die not. He said it's a place where the fires never quench. He said it's a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. He said it's a place where there'll never be rest day and night. He said it's a place where the smoke will send us up forever and ever. He said it's a lake of fire. He said it's where the worms never die. He said it's a place where there'll never be anything but punishment forever and ever. And I want you to know, my friends, tonight, there it is. Stand you in the face now. Hell, literal hell, an everlasting hell, an eternal hell, the wrath of God, the judgment of God, vengeance is mine, recompense is mine. I want you to know, my friends, if you pass up Jesus Christ, if you trample the blood of Jesus on the teeth, then you'll hear it of the shed blood. You're guilty of passing up the cross. Your penalty is everlasting punishment. Now listen, you can take lemonade. And so my friends, you can call hell anything you want to call it. You can call it the grave. You can call it Hades. You can call it hell. You can call it anything you please. But my friends, God Almighty said it's a lake of fire. God said it's an everlasting punishment. God said it's forever. God said it's eternal. Don't make any difference what you think. It's what God said about it. My friends, he said the wicked will be turned in hell. And we stop the life. Let's look at some more things. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment. God said, uh, depart from me, you cursed in everlasting fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. My friends, God's word said it's a little fire that burneth with fine brimstone. God's word said it's a place where the smoker sinneth up forever and ever. God said it's a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. God said it's a place where the devil and all of his angels are going to be cast. God said it's a place, my friends, 
Stop! 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 Stop!
three points. Stop, finish, stop. Stop, finish, stop. Stop. Hands here. Hands here. Here's the way home. We're in a cross. We're in a cross. Want to stop? Want to surrender now? Now's the time Jesus said. Give us the light. We're going to say just as I am. Without one plea. But if I come to to me, and if I bid it come to me, oh, Lamb of God, I can. Would you come tonight? Stop, sinner, stop. I want you to stand across this sanctuary. Just as I am, without one plea. And as she begins to play softly, I just want to leave you with these few words. Let me reiterate what the man of God said. The way of the cross leads home. No one here in the sound of my voice should leave this place and, and die and go to hell. Shouldn't happen. People on the outside don't know the realities and the truths of hell. People are not moved by this type of message anymore as they were some 40, 50 years ago. Do you want to be a better soul winner? Do you want to be a, a, a better witness for Christ? Maybe you're here today and you're lost. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Greek Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All of these gathering around this altar is looking for help. I hope you try to find help yourself. If you're able to come. If you're lost, He'll save you. If you're backslidden, He'll bring you back to where you need to be. Maybe you've got family and friends that's on their way to hell without Jesus and you need the courage to tell them that the way of the cross leads home. The way of the cross leads home. Father, we love you. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for dying for us. God, as we cry out to you for salvation, Lord, restoration, cry out to you for the salvation of others. Lord, I pray you'd grant the request as we humbly bow before you this morning. Lord, you have your will and way in the hearts of these people. In Jesus' name, amen.
to go into a week of prayer and fasting. I believe he's going to show himself magnificent to a week of revival. We'll be obedient unto him. Follow the word of God. He'll bless us. <laughs> 